Hello, friends. This is Kathleen Maxwell Randy with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. And I appreciate you joining me today. For information about my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 26 countries, thanks to the monthly gifts from Mary Mitchell Stein, Colin Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown, and special gifts this month from Bill and Patty Johnson. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Patronage or Become a Patron at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Always remember, don't just listen. Partner with God in practice. Hey there, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today for The Gathering, Bringing God into Everyday Life. And... uh, I want to talk today about banishing fear. You know, so many times we we have difficult things in our life and they can be scary. They can be scary in a lot of ways. But I'm so, so very grateful that God sent us Jesus and he sent us Jesus so that we don't have to be held captive to fear. And um, I just want to share a little bit, you know, in Isaiah 9 verses, um, oh goodness, you know, 1 through 6 and 7, it just talks about Jesus and the purpose of him coming. And what I love about this scripture is it describes Jesus and what he brings to us. And I just want to share a little bit of that with you and then just some other scriptures on how we can banish fear and get rid of it in our life so you know jesus was sent and it says in isaiah um, chapter 9 it says he came as the and this is 9 verse 6 it says um for unto us a child is born and a son is given And it goes on to say, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And as I just thought of just the purpose that God sent us Jesus, I was just so encouraged because he is our Wonderful Counselor. He is the one we can go to when we need wisdom. He is the go-between Jesus is the go-between between us and our problem. And, um, you know, I have some friends sometimes I'll go to for advice. Uh, When my parents were living, I would, you know, frequently ask them different questions because they were just older than I was. They had lived more life. And, you know, I'd look to them for wisdom. But God is the one constant that's always there. Those people aren't in my life anymore. And my parents... And sometimes my friends are busy or my husband's busy or or the woman that has mentored me is busy. But I can always go to Jesus, always, because he's the wonderful counselor. And so whatever it is that you have a problem with right now, I just encourage you to put Jesus between you and that problem and go to him as a wonderful counselor and ask him, Lord, I just need... I just need you to counsel me in this. How do I work through this? How do I get out of it? How do I move forward? 
because he's great at that. And, and God sent Jesus to be the mighty God. You know, that means he's bigger than any situation or problem that we face. And so many times we magnify our problems. We look at them and the enemy tries to get us all wrapped up in fear. This is never going to change. This person's never going to do anything different. Um, this situation is not going to get better. And we can get all wrapped up in those things when we need to shift our dependency, I feel like, over to the mighty God, the one that's bigger. And why do we magnify our problems over magnifying God? I think sometimes the enemy just gets us off track because that's what he's good at. And I love what it says that he's the everlasting father. That means he's a good daddy. And that means he's going to take good care of us. And I just want to encourage you. God knows where your heart is. He knows where your struggle is. He knows right where you're at. And just as as a parent, especially when my children were were young, I was with them most of the time. They really weren't out of my sight more than a few hours a day. I worked part-time and more than three or four hours a day, they were not out of my sight. I was a constant mother. I was, I was there for them. I was their protector. Uh, one of their protectors, they had a, had a dad, but he was making a living. Um, but I love that God is our everlasting father and he wants to be a good daddy and take care of us. And whatever it is that concerns us, he cares. And then I love the last thing it says, that he's the Prince of Peace. You know, Jesus has come. God sent us Jesus so that we could have peace in any situation that we face in our life. And those can be little things. Those can be big things. That's the beauty of God is he cares about what you care about. Did you know that? He deeply cares about whatever is important to your heart because you're precious to him. You're special. He adores you. And so he sent us the Prince of Peace, which means we get an escort through any situation that we're facing in our lives. And I love that. He sent us the Prince of Peace. And all we have to do is take his, his arm in his hand or not. It's a choice you and I have. And I have recently, what made me choose this topic about banishing fear is I have just heard several times in the past week, and when I hear something, and then I hear it repeated, and then I hear it repeated, I oftentimes take note of that because I think, okay, is that just what um, the enemy is doing to try to trip people up? I notice a common denominator and some things. So I thought, I want to talk about peace and the opportunity that we have because crisis in our lives you know when we face a crisis um, we've had a national crisis we've had a world crisis with COVID Um, our lives have been upheavaled in in many ways many are recovering still financially Um, others are trying to figure out what to do next and no matter what the crisis is it can often oftentimes set us back and make us feel lonely. Loneliness is something I think that that our world has battled. But crisis can also ignite fear and it can also make our problems much bigger 
than they really are. You know, other crisis or divorce, uh, death, financial crisis, loved ones caught in addictions, loved ones caught and trapped in mental illness. Those can be a crisis. And those are all things that, that can make our heart hurt. But what we have to be careful of is when we're in some sort of crisis in our life, whether it's a little thing or a big thing, is that we don't give way to fear in any in any capacity. Part of my testimony is how God set me free as a as a girl. I grew up in a fear-based home and I had a lot of fears. And as a grown woman, I just thought those were normal because that's the way I had grown up. And it wasn't until um, in my 30s that God began to pinpoint those and he began to set me free. And I'm so grateful that he did because once you've tasted freedom, you, you don't want to go back. And so the title today, Banish, I want to talk about what the word banish means. It means to get rid of something unwanted, to get rid of something. And I think we need to banish fear, whether it's little fears or big fears. We need to get rid of them. We don't need to give, give the enemy any foothold in that capacity. And fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause us pain or a threat. It's the feeling of anxiety about the outcome of something or the safety and well-being of someone. And whenever we feel that, we have choices. What are we, what are we going to do? And there's one thing for sure. Fear is tormenting. It's like a thief and a robber, and it comes to steal our joy and our peace. And I'm speaking to you, you know, from experience. Like I said, I had a lot of a lot of fears, and I go into a lot more detail in one of my podcasts called Freedom from Fear. So I encourage you to go to more episodes and then click down and you can scroll. And um, I go into a lot more detail about freedom from fear because that's why Jesus has come is so that we can be set free. And, you know, there's so many different kinds of fears. There are some of the ones I've struggled with in the past a fear of death, a fear of germs, a fear of failure, a fear of the dark. Um, you know, a fear that I just wouldn't measure up in different ways. And what I have found in my life is that there are many people that struggle from those same kind of fears. What happens is so many times we put up a facade that we everything's okay, everything's good, and we don't share our hearts with people. And I think that that is something that is isolating. And especially in the Christian world, as Christians, so many times um, there is that, well, bless God, all is well. Bless God, I'm blessed. And we don't really share, hey, I'm struggling. I need you to pray with me about this. And I love how God works in our lives and how he orchestrates things so that when we are set free, what happens is free people set other people free. And I love helping set other people free in any capacity that they find themselves in, whether it's, you know, free, help them move forward in their grief, help them move forward in their identity, help them move forward in 
any capacity that might try to make us stumble. You know, one day I heard the words when God was setting me free of fear. I love the Lord. I wanted to please the Lord. I had been saved since I was 10. But I heard the phrase, I I heard the phrase, fear is doubt and unbelief, and doubt and unbelief is not trusting God, and that is sin. And I'm telling you, when I heard, and that is sin, it was like I just kind of froze for a minute because I thought, Lord, I, I don't want to sin. I do sin, but my heart, I don't want to sin. I, I don't choose to go do things that, that um, I know God doesn't want us to do. And I thought, wow. And God showed me how I was coddling and cuddling my fears. And how that's not what he had for me. That he had sent the Prince of Peace. And when I realized that fear was doubt and unbelief. And it wasn't trusting God. And that was sin. That was a game changer for me. That's when I began. When I noticed fear in my life. No matter what it was. some of, All of those that I named before. I began to repent and call him sin. And I saw him as that. And I couldn't justify my fears any longer. And whenever I faced them and began to acknowledge them as sin, God just was so gracious and kind to set me free. You know, when we repent of something, repent means to turn the other way. It means to go the other way. And when we repent, then we're making that conscious, conscious decision. And so if you are held captive by fears, I just want to say, See it as doubt and unbelief and not trusting God. And see it as it's not God's best for you. And call it what it is. Call it sin and repent. God's not up there shaking his finger. I can't believe she did that again. I can't believe she, you know, was captive to that. No, he he just wants us free. And he's on our side to help us get free. Um. The other day, I think I had shared in some of the previous co- podcasts where I had to have surgery on my finger, and um, they had to put a rod in my finger, and I didn't know that. I woke up from surgery, and it, the the damage was more extensive, and so they had to put a rod in my finger, and the time came last week to pull that rod out, and I really wasn't looking forward to it. I mean, nothing about it sounded easy, fun. And it certainly sounded painful. And I showed up at the doctor's office and they put me in my room. And the nurse walked in and she had this syringe that was in diameter, almost an inch. And she set that down and she walked out of the room. She said, the doctor will be back in a minute and he's going to insert that into your palm and we're going to numb your finger and then remove that rod. And... She set that down, and I sat there and just looked at that syringe and how big it was. And I thought, oh, my word. And all of a sudden, my heart began to pound, and I began to get anxious. And, I mean, I just, I started getting some anxiety about what was about to happen. And I'm not, God so set me free that I really don't struggle like that much anymore but I was struggling for for a few minutes and I immediately I said no no this is fear and this is anxiety and you're not my friends I have a God-given right to walk in peace 
in this situation. And Lord, you're with me and I know you're here and I know you're going to help me. And I text my husband and text my daughter and, you know, just ask him to pray. And, you know, God was faithful, but I had to wrestle for a few minutes there with that anxiety. And I hadn't had that in a long time and kind of caught me off guard, but I wasn't about to entertain it. I wasn't about to open the door. You know, when somebody knocks on my front door, I have the choice to let them in or not. I have a choice to open the door or not and invite that person in or not. And I wasn't about to invite fear back into my life because it was, it held me captive for so long. You know, first Timothy, second Timothy one verse seven says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And we can conclude from this passage that fear is number one, a spirit, and it's not from God. And therefore, it's not our friend. It's not the Holy Spirit. It says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. No, he wants his kids to live in peace, just like I wanted my kids when they were little and still do as as adults. I want them to live in peace. And there are times when... You know, I think we have to just say, we don't have to get a complicated prayer, but whatever fear it is you are facing, you know, you can just say, fear, go, you're not my friend. Um, But as long as we coddle our fears, they're going to hang around and we need to treat them ruthless and not give them a foothold in our life if we really want to be free. And so it's real simple. When you see yourself struggling, you know, just tell fear you're not my friend and go. Jesus has come and he is my Prince of Peace. And um, and walk forward. Isaiah, I love Isaiah 41 verse 10. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. And do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, sometimes I have to picture myself just holding God's hand, and that gives me great courage. And I I love in that passage where it says, Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And the word dismayed means feelings of anxiety. And... That's not what God has for us. You know, He loves us so, so much. And I love the scripture in 1 John, which says, Perfect love casts out all fear. And so, you know, whenever we have something that we're afraid of or it's intimidating us, when we can just say, God, I need a fresh revelation of your love. I need you to open my eyes because your perfect love for me will cast out that fear. We have to do our part. We have to tell it to go. We have to call it sin. And God does His. He can give us a fresh revelation of His love. We just need God to love us in that area of our life. So whether you're facing marriage difficulties, whether you're facing financial crisis, loneliness, divorce, loved ones that you can't, they're trapped in addictions or mental illness or whatever, take that to the Lord. Don't be held captive by free by fear because Jesus has come 
to set us free. And he wants us to banish fear in our lives and take hold of the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time with my friends around the world. And Lord, I thank you that you've come so we can walk in freedom. I just ask God that you give us great grace to see fear and call it what it is, to, Lord, walk in your ways. Father, help us to banish fear. Get rid of it because it's unwanted. It's not, it doesn't serve us well. And Lord, I just pray for each listener that, Lord, each one would see you as their Prince of Peace, would see you as their escort through whatever problem or situation that they're facing this day. Jesus, just pour out your comfort, your love, and I just pray for a greater revelation of your love in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for spending part of your day with me. I really appreciate it. Love hearing from my listeners. You can go to my website to reach me and you can contact me. I did have someone even contact me this past week and just had some questions and needed a little bit of um, help with the situation. And I love hearing too, just whatever your ideas might be. If there's a topic that you'd like for me to cover that I perhaps I haven't covered recently, shoot me an idea. But you can go to my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. Talk to you soon.